Hello, Jewish family. Uh, this is um, this is your pastor. Uh, we're gonna go through uh, Ezra chapter eight this week, and uh, the topic that I want to talk about, particularly as we go through this text, is the topic of prayer. Uh, prayer is often the most neglected spiritual discipline, and uh, the reason why it's often neglected is because um, there's, I mean, we, we have the public type prayers when we pray before meals or when we're praying together as a church. Uh, but it's, it's hard when we have our private prayer times. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 tells us that we find like an inner chamber, a place where we can pray on our own. And, um, and it's, it's basically commanded that we don't flaunt about how much we pray. And that's why uh, prayer is often one that um, it's really hard uh, to, to be, be able to keep accountable because, um, you know, you don't want to like boast about how much you pray, but at the same time, you want people to know how much you pray. And then I think part of the, the, the tension that we have is like, how much um, are we supposed to let others know uh, that we're praying, and how much are we supposed to just pray on our own and without letting people know? Um, and I think that's why the contracts of public ministry versus private prayer is that uh, what's actually more important than public ministry, the things that you do where other people see, is what you do when people don't see. Uh, when you're praying on your own, when you're praying through God's word, um, when you're praying for other people, when you're interceding in different ways, when you're confessing your sins, these are all things that you will do in private. And it's, uh, and it's because, uh, that we don't, we're commanded not to, um, I guess flaunt how much we pray, uh, that it is often, um, neglected in terms of, uh, just our own personal devotional time. Uh, and I think that's what I want to focus on this week as we go through chapter eight. Uh, we're gonna see the type of prayers, uh, that God honors. If you want to improve your prayer life, I want to give you some suggestions on how to do so. First, I want to just walk through this text in Ezra, excuse me, in Ezra chapter 8. Ezra chapter 8, if you remember last week, Ezra 7 is when we first begin to see, we're first introduced to the character of Ezra. He appears um, after uh, several years later uh, from chapter 5. They've rebuilt, the Israelites have rebuilt the temple. They were able to, uh, oh, chapter 6, sorry, uh, they were able to get it done in chapter 6 when all of the um, decrees from Cyrus was found and they continued their work and they finished. And after uh, chapter 6, uh, some t- 60 years have passed and chapter 7 begins and Ezra shows up. And Ezra um, pleads or really asks the king for um, a decree to be able to go back uh, from Babylon to Jerusalem and uh, and rebuild and help and not rebuild but help um, uh, with the people there. Uh, and you recall that the uh, the king uh, was was kind enough <laughs> to give them all that they need, give them all that they need for the journey, and they even was able to use um, basically the Persian uh, bank to fund the temple. And we talk about just God's sovereign plan even in this in the rebuilding of this temple. So chapter eight is actually the journey now. Chapter 7, they got all the things that they need. Chapter 8, they're actually going to go. So we're going to walk through this text. And uh, much like Chapter 2 of Ezra, there's going to be a lot of names here at the beginning. And um, I know that if you are a Greek person, you're going to laugh at me. But it's okay, because uh, these names are uh, the transliteration. So you, you might not even be able to know which, how it's um, properly pronounced. But uh, anyways, let's start here. Ezra chapter 8. Now these are the heads of the father's house and the genealogies, the genealogical en- enrollment of those who went up with me from Babylon in the reign of King Artaxerxes. 
the sons of Phineas, Gershom, of the sons of Ithmar, Daniel, of the sons of David, Hit, Hattash, the sons of Shechani, who was of the sons of Perosh, Zechariah, and with him 150 males, and were in the, ge- <coughs> in the genealogical list. And the sons of Pathath Moab, Elahoniah, and the sons of Zechariah, and 200 males with him. And the sons of Zatu, Shechaniah, the sons of Jaziel, and 300 males with him. And the sons of Adon, Ebed, the sons of Jonathan, and 50 males with him. <coughs> And of the sons of Elam, Jeshua, the sons of Athaliah, and seventy males with him. And the sons of Zephathah, Zabadiah, and the son of Michael, and eighty males with him. Of the sons of Joab, Obadiah, the son of Jethiel, and two hundred eighteen males with him. And sons of Benai, Shalomit, and the son of Jesiphath, and 160 males with him. And of the sons of Bebai, Zechariah, the sons of Bebai, and 28 males with him. And the sons of Asgad, John, Jehonah, and sons of Hakatan, and 110 males with him, and the sons of Adukim, and last ones, these being their names, Aliphet, Jehuel, and Shemiah, and 60 males with them, and the sons of Bigva, Uthai, and Zabdud, and 70 males with them. So this beginning part is actually interesting because these are all people that, uh, uh, if you actually look at names and compare it to Ezra 2, you realize that these are from the same family, uh, that these individuals here uh, are like the next generation of people that uh, have gone, uh, the next generation of the first generation of people that went over. Uh, so it's kind of like if you imagine, um, you know, some of you, you know, your parents may have immigrated over to the U.S. and then years later, like their siblings come over. That's the idea here. That's like the first generation of people, Ezra 2, went over. And now these are the same general people, same families, actually, uh, would go over as well. So the second wave of people are, are related to the first wave of people. Um, and that's really cool that the Lord will use the same people from the same families to return them back to the land. Verse 15. Now I assembled them at the river that runs to Ahava, where we camped for three days. And when I observed the people and the priests, I did not find any Levites there. So I went to Eleazar, Ariel, uh, Shemaiah, Ethanah, Jero, Elevnath, Nathan, Zechariah, and Meshuam, leading men, and the Jerarib, and, and four Jerarib, and Elfnathan, teachers. I sent them to Ido, that le- the, the leading man at the place of Kasai Fire, and I told them what to say to Ido and his brothers, temple servants of the place Kasfaya, that is, to bring, <coughs> bring minister to us. <coughs> Excuse me, for the house of our God. According to the good hand of our God upon us, they, they brought us a man of insight of the sons of Mahali, Ma- Ma- the sons of Levi, the sons of Israel, uh, namely Sherebiah and his sons and brothers, 18 men, and Hashabiah and Jeshahiah of the sons of Moriah, Morari and his brothers, and their sons, 20 men, and 220 of the temple servants whom David and the priests, uh, princes had given for the service of the Levites, all of them designated by name. So Ezra, at one point when he's going, he, he's before he even crossed the river, not the river, before he uh, continued on this journey, he, he was like sitting there and planning, and he realizes that, oh wait, on the way back, we have no other priests. He himself is one of the priests from the line, but he realized there's no one else to, be able to, do, to help him with the ministry. 
remember back then the priest wasn't just one priest. There is a, a great high priest in that sense, but there are also other priests that help uh, accommodate with the work of uh, you sacrifice animals because you know, the, the work of the priest never ends. They're constantly sacrificing every single day. And they realize, uh, Ezra, before he continues, he, he was just waiting, and he, he sends uh, people off to this other area, Casaphia, which is essentially a place where, during the Babylon captivity, a whole bunch of uh, Levites hid in this little town near Babylon. And he tells them, tell them, go there, find some of the priests, and bring and ask if any of the priests want to come. And uh, the people that they asked for were men of insight. Uh, and, and that's basically... It basically means that he's someone that, that knows the law and knows how to exercise the law because he needs to understand uh, and judge the people, teach the people, as well as be able to do all the right things to sacrifice. You do all the right sacrifices. Uh, and he and the Lord provided them with enough of the people uh, that would help them on their way back. Verse 21, Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Asava, Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him a safe journey for us, our little ones, and our possessions. For I was ashamed to request from the king troops and horsemen to protect us from the enemy on the way, because we had said to the king, The hand of our God is favorable to dispose of all those who seek him, uh, but his powers <coughs> but his power and his anger are against all those who uh, forsake him. So we fasted and sought our God concerning this matter, and he listened to our entreaty. Then I sat then I set apart twelve of the leading priests, Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and with them ten of their brothers. And I weighed out to them the silver, the gold, and the utensils, the offering of the, for the house of our God, which he, the king, and his counselors, and his princes, and all the Israel present, uh, present there had offered. Thus I weighed into the hand six hundred talents of silver and silver utensils, <coughs> worth a hundred talents and a hundred gold talents, and twenty gold bowls worth a thousand uh, darkest and two utensils of fine shiny bronze precious as gold then I said to them you are holy to the Lord and the utensils are holy and the silver and the gold are a free will offering to the Lord of your fathers so the point here is that um, Ezra is praying to God that God would protect him and you have to remember like if you look at all the names here you see them being first ones of the heads of all the fathers so he only counted all the ones that are like the male leaders. Now this doesn't count their wives and their kids. So that's why there's something like 300 or something like that. If you just multiply all the males, some of them, most of them have their wives and stuff. So it's it's about five to six six thousand people. And not only that, there's like a five six thousand people and have all of this gold and silver with them. And uh, if you understand just how much danger that can be and these aren't warriors these are just normal people and priests that are trying to get back to land and they're traveling not just like across to like town they're tra they're traveling from like like san francisco to los angeles like that's a long trip and along that way they they might be able to uh they might be attacked and you know he ezra cry uh, praise the lord uh he didn't ask the king to give him any armies to go and i think partially it's because uh, he trusted the Lord, and in the moments of fear, he realized, like, oh man, like he was doubting whether or not like he made the right choice. But he he committed to trusting in the Lord, and he prayed. He prayed uh, that the God that the God of Israel will watch over them. And then it said that um, that the Lord listened to them. And uh, yeah, that's what's going on. He's asking God to protect them during this really like, kind of like another Exodus. Um, verse twenty nine. Keep. Uh, watch and keep them until you weigh them before the leading priests and Levites of the heads of the father household of Israel at Jerusalem in the chambers of the house of the Lord. So the priests and the Levites accepted the weighted 
out silver and gold and utensils and bring them to Jerusalem to the house of God. Basically, he's saying, um, count them all now, and by the time we get to them, we'll count it again, it'll be exactly uh, the same. Uh, so there's a, a, a huge amount of trust in God's sovereign plan and protection throughout this um, journey. 31. Then we journey from the river Ahiva and on the 12th of the first month to go to Jerusalem. And the hand of our God was over us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and the ambushes by the way. Thus we came to Jerusalem and remained there three days. On the fourth day, the silver and the gold and the utensils were weighed out into the house of God into the hand of Miramoth, the son of Uriah the priest, and with him was Eliezer the son Phineas, and with them were the Levites, Jehoshaphat, the son of Jeshua, and Nehodiah, the son of Binu. Everything was numbered and weighted, and all weight was recorded at the time. Basically, what they're saying is that uh, they went to, they went there, and everything that they carried was able to, they brought it back in, and they recorded everything. And this is a Babylonian practice back then, and as well as a Persian practice. They took the idea, and they're like, okay, well, we'll just uh, make sure we have everything documented to prove that they have everything. And uh, verse 35, the exiles who had come from the captivity offered burnt offerings to God of Israel, 12 bulls for all of Israel, 96 rams, 77 lambs, 12 male goats for a sin offering, all as a burnt offering to the Lord. Then they delivered the king's edict to the king's satraps and to the governors in the provinces beyond the river, and they supported the people in the house of God. So uh, they, they successfully made it to the uh, temple. Or back to Jerusalem, and they're able to put more of the things that they need, and they offer a sacrifice out of a thankfulness to the Lord. Some of them are thankfulness, some of them are burnt offering for their own sin, um, and this just shows how, um, you know, if you look around uh, this whole chapter, it really hinged on prayer. Uh, Ezra, before he crossed, he realized what he needed, and um, he didn't have much. Uh, he he needed throughout this whole story. You see Ezra needing something, and Ezra kept praying, and the hand, a good hand of God, was on them and protected them. So that's what we're gonna look at this week. We're gonna see at how what are the prayers that God answered? What are the prayers that uh, we can uh, think through so that we're able to pray in a way that's pleasing and honoring to the Lord? Uh, I'll give you the outline. Uh, I won't give you the outline today, but I'll give you the outline as we go through uh, the text again uh, this coming week. I hope that you guys have a good Monday. Take care and have a blessed week.